on this episode of Quantum Week, August 4th through 10th, 1996. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year in our lifetime, and we talk about the movies, the music, the headlines, everything that's kind of happening that makes that time period unique. And we're doing August 4th through 10th, 1996 on this episode. That's right. We're continuing our discussion from, uh, you're probably hearing this on Saturday. Wednesday, so this so, is Saturday. Uh, yeah, so on Wednesday, we, uh, we talked a bit uh, about Kingpin. Um, and what was the song we covered? We covered oh, Macarena. Macarena. So, uh, th- this week, uh, <laughs> I really try to flush these things out of my head. So I don't think I know. this episode, we're going to be tackling, uh, a time to kill. Yep. And the Tupac song, uh, how do you want it? Okay. Right. Uh, so, uh, let's start with the movie. Like we always do. Um, yeah. A time to kill directed by Joel Schumacher, uh, based on a novel by John Grisham. He's at a ton of, does he still, I've through the nineties. It was like John Grisham central like every run. year. This was a big run. Yeah. I don't know if he's still doing them or I'm sure he has he, books, but and they were all legal thrillers. So right, like the firm, right, right. The, the firm. client, the client also directed by Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Um, this one you had Pelican uh, brief, Pelican brief. Exactly. Another one. Um, and, uh, my favorite of them, and as well as my favorite John Grisham book, which is The Rainmaker. Oh, The Rainmaker. I was going to ask you. I thought I think this one's my favorite, honestly. I thought really? this is a little bit better than The Firm. I think I would go for uh, this one, Firm, and then Rainmaker. I would go... Rainmaker's Damon? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would go uh, Rainmaker, Firm, maybe Pelican Brief. Before this one? Yes, this is... Not, Interesting. Not a great movie. Um, this movie, to me, uh, it do- it's a movie that thinks it's far more important than it is. Um, it, it's, it's, it really <laughs> tries to like, it tries to twist those Oscar knobs as hard as they can. Okay. And the difficulty here is that some people are capable of handling it. For instance, Samuel L. Jackson is phenomenal. In this. He's great. He's great. Yeah. I mean, he's Samuel great. Jackson to me. So we talked about Kingpin last week, Woody Harrelson and Samuel L. Jackson might be the two best supporting actors of the last 30 years. I think this is, you're so used to seeing Samuel Jackson in a, uh, a role in which he's got a lot of either a lot of authority or he's got a lot of confidence and I find that it's hard to see his range there. It's kind of the Pulp Fiction guy. Okay. But in this one, he has tremendous range. Yeah, he's good like in he's everything. Sensitive. No, he is good. It's yeah. not that. But you never. But you see him kind of typecast. This is. This seemed like a departure for for Samuel. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, he he's he's very good in this. He's very it's very sensitive and yep. you completely. I thought it was uh, awesome. Of everyone in the movie, you really t- at least I relate to him the most. Absolutely. You know, like oh, I can. Call, I can and the movie see. makes you do that. Like they they there's stuff all all the way through it that really makes you be on his side. The other problem too yeah. is the other characters are so poorly written, uh, and in some cases poorly acted. That there's not a lot there. For I him, thought McConaughey did pretty well. I thought he did okay. The character is, it's a terrible character. You think it's that bad? It just, it doesn't know what it wants to do. It's, it's, is it a family man at first? Is it not a family man? Oh, right. Is it, uh, oh, well, is that, it someone who is very attentive to his craft? Is I it someone who's forgiving. not? It was like, it was very much like in the wind. However, Grisham or in this case, Akiva Goldsmith who wrote this, who mm, I'm not a big yeah. fan of either. Yeah. Um, they just kind of whatever way, McConaughey was like a vehicle to whatever the plot needed to go to. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought that they did the, so you're saying, is he a family man? Is he not a family man? Because there's this situation where he almost cheats on his wife with Sandra Bullock. No, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's the first half hour. Both McConaughey and Ashley Judd are completely different people than they are in the rest of the movie. Oh, I hated Ashley Judd in this film. Actually, you, you, I thought she was the worst. She was awful. Yeah. And she ba- poorly acted. She's a, not a bad actress. She's terrible. No, in this. terrible. In but this. the first half hour, she's a completely different character than she's the rest of the movie. It's very, she's a very supportive, loving wife. At the end? And she's then, Oh, you mean in the beginning? She's supportive. first half hour. Of the yeah, movie, yeah, she's yeah. very supportive and yeah. loving. And then she tw- turns on a dime. It's true. And it's very odd. It's, it's just basically there's pot devices. And uh, it was it, it, Schumacher's terrible. So he's not, a, he's one of my f- least favorite major directors. I thought it was kind of interesting. I didn't recognize, I didn't know his career until I looked down the list, yeah. but St. Elmo's Fire, Flatliners actually like in Lost Boys. Lost Boys, I like those two films. I don't really care. I mean, Lost Boys is better than Falling Flatline. Down. Falling Down. Falling Down might be his best movie. Yeah, I think so. But I think that's more of a credit of Michael Douglas than the else. Oh yeah, he was great in that. But he also did the Batman, the worst Batman the worst films, Batman. Forever right. and, and Batman and Robin. Right. Terrible, terrible, terrible films. Yeah. Uh, and that was... That, see the other movies you can see they're kind of paint by numbers. Even this is a paint by numbers. Like a couple of times he goes for that like a crane shot that goes like over the top. Yep. He yep. has a lot of these like bird's eye view, and it's like 
but he does like that was his artistic you could tell that's like here's my big moment it's like a it's not that exciting of a shot yeah b you use it like five times so it kind of loses effect the third or fourth time you see it it does it's not not a great job he i think he's a very very poor director for someone who's made it as many who's had as many opportunities to make big movies as he has okay but what do you think about the first scene so oh i get my 15 seconds to tell what this film is about oh, yes, right please do, yes. so samuel jackson's a dad um whose 10 year old daughter gets brutally raped and beaten by two redneck racist assholes and then the rest is a as a basically a court drama oh samuel L. jackson kills these two rednecks and then the court case sort of ensues to decide whether he is morally was morally right to do what he did basically sure yeah, yeah. not bad not it, bad that's not bad at all yes job, it's, it's, the yeah. first shot like it is so hard to see whenever you see violence against children it's Awful. so hard yes. to see but this i thought this shot was it was crazy it was first person shot it was from her perspective i thought it was completely soul crushing to see it like that. And so this is a, an example of how I thought he was a great, he did a great job as, as a director from that scene. You actually don't see, you don't see the violence straight on. You see it from her perspective, which is soul crushing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, of course. Obviously no one sees kids. Hurt. I was, no. uh, I was already annoyed at that point. Were you annoyed? What, yeah. what about, I thought so it was the, innovative. The, the rednecks are so cliche. They are. That's the thing. And if yeah. this movie would have been so much more interesting, if these were real human beings, Sure. And I'm not, obviously people in the clan are horrible people, right? You know, anyone that would do that is obviously a monster, but even monsters have layers. No, this is very one dimensional with yeah. the bad guys. Like, I they're saw cliches. the cliches. They're like, yeah. they're like stereotypical, like red, everything you think a redneck would be. And the actors who play him, it's uh, Nikki Cat and Doug Hutchinson who aren't terrible actors. I didn't really, re- I didn't recognize him for Nikki Cat's done a, a he's a, he's really good in boiler room. Um, I mean, they're not like great, the greatest actors of all time, but they can certainly handle a, a character with, with a few layers. Right. And if now if Samuel Jackson had killed guys that were a little bit more interesting or complex, then you have a real moral dilemma in your hand. Well, instead, what if he shot the cop though? But instead he kills cartoon characters. He does, but he shot the cop too. But he too. shoots the cop in the leg. It's a cop. It's I know. a cop out, but it, it's a, it's a cheat and it's a cheat to, it, it's, it's really, it, it's, it's very annoying to me. But the cop lost his leg though. So I, but I not felt his like, life. So he had a no, little, he had just there enough was. sacrifice yeah. to yeah. have it be, uh, but imagine though, in the movie beginning, if yeah. these characters were just a little bit more complicated, and instead of being the brother of the redneck is Kiefer Sutherland, who, who's decent in this, who I like. Um, who's, who's acting with his dad. Who's acting with his dad. Yeah. Uh, but they never share a scene. No, they don't. Um, they, they can't stand each other, I think. Is I don't know. No, no. I, no, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Kiefer Sutherland works with Joel Schumacher a lot. Flatliners. Right. And, uh, Lost, Lost Boys. Lost Boys, yeah. Um, but imagine if these characters had been a bit more complex. I think this movie would have been entirely, uh, entirely more gripping. Yeah, I can see that. Because him shooting them would have been a lot more like, whoa. Like, not shocking, but whoa, like, some emotional turmoil. But I liked sort of the damning element of pointing fingers at every part of... Like, everybody was a problem in this film. Uh, The DA uh, was shown for what they are, which is the publicity hunters. They're not really interested in just uh, justice. They're... They're interested in just closing cases. That's it. The court, same thing. It's they're they're on the same. The DA and the court's kind of on the same side. Sure. Normally, it's the cops, the DA, and the court are on the same side. In this case, the cops actually weren't. You, you, they were. They were. You could tell that they were more sensitive to Samuel Jackson's was, position it, to, to an extent. But then you yeah. also have the cop that's in the KKK yeah, you did have the re- who comes cop. to meetings in his police uniform. I know, I which know, is I know. the most ridiculous <laughs> thing. The only more ridiculous is uh, Kiefer with this with the hat off or with the hood off. I thought that was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Too. Yeah. Also, <laughs> near the end of the movie, Kiefer Sutherland uh, is on a rooftop and he shoots uh, a cop. I know. But right. he gets away. He does get away. With no explanation. Yeah. This movie is very, <laughs> it's, it's intellectually uh, okay, but bankrupt. Hold, but hold I on. Mean, so it do, then it also shows that the NAACP, power hungry, monger, uh, how, um, money hungry. Uh, same thing with the preacher, power hungry. Like no one had, they, it just showed the terrible incentive structures around this whole entire thing. Which I thought was really compelling. But all done by cliches. It was pre- It was. I I, I recognize that. It, 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 yeah, it, I see that. It, it really awesome. I mean, and you also do have some good performances. Charles S. Dutton, uh, who I like a lot. This has an amazing cast. Amazing cast. Matthew McConaughey, three years off of Days and Confused. So Charles S. Dutton is phenomenal in this. He's very he's good. good. Yep. He, he was in The Rock. He's in a great episode of Sopranos. Uh, he's fantastic. He's very good in this. But you have some weaker performances as well. Uh, Kevin Spacey is not good in this. I thought he was fine. I don't think he was... As good I as he's he been, was, but I thought it was fine. Uh, mailing this in, this was mm-hmm. lazy Spacey all, all the way. <laughs> lazy Spacey. You have, uh, and he's, sometimes <laughs> he's not. When, when Kevin Spacey, oh, obviously he's not a good person, but when no, Kevin no. Spacey was acting and he wanted to do a great job, he would. Yeah. But sometimes he would mail it in. Yeah. Sandra Bullock, this character is horrible. She was all right. A horrible character. 
I don't know why she's there. Was she no, like, aiming for a supporting actress nomination? Why or was she? Because she was already a star. Yeah, she was because of speed and some other elements yeah. before, right? What I what I didn't understand is why was Matthew McConaughey cons- like consistently or the character consistently saying that he doesn't want to work with her? I didn't understand that Me artistic either. choice. It made no sense. It, maybe it had something to do with the sexual te- tension element, and he. But they didn't explain it very well. They did not explain it very no. well. Yeah, so that was odd. Um, anyway, be- so Matthew McConaughey, Samuel L. Jackson, um, Sandra Bullock, Kevin, Sandra Bullock Spacey. Kevin Spacey, Ashley Judd, Kiefer and Donald Sutherland, Charles Dutton, and Chris Cooper, by yes. the way, who yes. I really like in, oh. uh, in, in a bunch of other films. I've and seen of course, there. Cooper and Spacey would act together again uh, in uh, American Beauty. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. He's the disturbed, um, yeah. like a vet army veteran or Marine vet or something. He's the dad who, who he's the, the not Kevin, um, Cooper, plays, Cooper, right? Plays the dad who then has an attract decides he has an attraction. They they may, they have a makeout session at the end of the film. They kiss. That's why he kills Kevin Spacey. Okay. Yes. Don't yeah, you remember? Right, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that I've a bunch of um, spy thrillers and stuff. He's he's usually really he's good. really good. He's very good. Anyway, so like a he's crazy really, cast. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah. Um. The yeah, other issue that I have stacked for sure. I know I keep, I said that this is my favorite one. Um, and, but now I'm like tearing into it too. The other thing that I had a problem with problem with was how they mailed in the explanation of the death, that the both sides of the death penalty. That was such a stupid oh, scene where Matthew McConaughey's like, like, you just got to kill people. And you know, <laughs> yeah, there should be so more dumb. of them. And Sandra Bullock's like, nah, you go no, watch that's the execution. Not right. <laughs> when the real, like the correct argument on both sides is it's, on one side, and I'm not saying what, that this is what I believe. On one side, it's a deterrent, and on the other side, you say, "Well, innocent people have died this way, so you can't trust the government." Yeah, for it. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, no. Yeah, but what I'm saying have, is, the it. argument is there is a an argument of for both sides, and they didn't take it. It doesn't fit in this movie. No, it does a. not. B. No. The argument was so ridiculous. It, it was, was ridiculous. Two seventh graders arguing right. about it. It was so. This movie has no. There's no intelligence in this movie. This movie is intellectually bankrupt. Damn it. But the last scene I thought with uh, McConaughey was really moving. I did not. <laughs> That's so funny. You I was cold-hearted like, bastard. I, I, can, I can feel I got weepy. I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, I felt Schumacher's like, all right, here's McConaughey's Oscar shot. This, everyone's aiming for an Oscar in this. And they're like, we're yeah. going to keep the camera on him. He's going to give this thing. Was, I thought he delivered it really well. I thought he looked like he was fake crying. Oh, I didn't think I that didn't at all. I didn't buy it at all. I, I thought he was good. Particularly when you think about where he is in his career, he's three years off of Days and Confused. Right. It is so early on in his career. Right. This is the same year he did a, a movie called Contact, which I enjoy a lot I more. actually thought Contact was really I good, too. I like Contact yeah. a lot. Yeah, I um, hope we get to it sometime. Robert Zemeckis uh, with Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, he McConaughey does a great job there. McConaughey plays a, a preacher, another miscast role as far as a job. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't really buy McConaughey's lawyer. No. I also don't, I certainly don't buy him as a preacher. Uh, but it's a very interesting movie. Um, it's a Carl Sagan novel. It's, it's, Contact is really good. I, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, but, and he's, he's done some stinkers, but he's also done some really great same like, year so this was like the, the mcconaughey year. like uh, breakout right this was supposed to be like if you read entertainment weekly at this time like they were talking about mcconaughey all the time yeah like i mean it was, makes sense he was the yeah. like next star starting to be the and then he kind of then petered off a bit With after sahara at some point yeah and some he had other some, some ridiculous then he, obviously then we all know about the mcconaughey haunts uh yeah yeah which is with you know true detective and uh oh which was and dallas buyers fucking awesome and dallas buyers, right um, both awesome um what else? Subtle and, uh, the score in this movie is terrible. Uh, Schumacher works with <laughs> Elliot, Elliot Goldendahl a lot. Yeah. He, and, and I, I think he's terrible. I did. Re- actually, I did not have a problem with the score. I thought it hit the right at Oof. the right points. There was these big sort of triumphant trumpets and kind of melancholy trumpets and shit that I really liked. I, it didn't bother me as much. I don't know why. Uh, funny, you think I'd be really like thinking that those were tropes and they were really trying to hit a sort of an emo- emotional element, but I, I didn't. It, I don't know. It didn't bother me. The that Grand much. Wizard of the KKK is played by Red from that 70s show. <laughs> That's right. Which I, I, to be, I, I laughed out loud. Or which, also, I, which I know is not the intent. He was trying to, it was supposed to be a scary serious, reveal. Yeah. But I was like, oh shit, that's Red. Also the guy from Robocop who says, I'll buy that for a dollar. Do you remember that? No. Yeah, yeah. He's a, a bit part in Robocop too. Okay. That's how I reckon. When he, I knew him there. And then when he was Red, I was okay. like, oh my God, it's the guy from Robocop. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was hard to... And then he got killed, right? Yes, he the did. Film, he got, so they set him on fire, I believe. <laughs> Molotov cocktail got him. That's the other thing is you got... Right, so... Uh, Kiefer Sullivan kills someone, kills a cop with a, you know, shoots a cop and nothing happens. And then this other, like, kid throws a Molotov cocktail and nothing happens to him. Right. So... There, there was no... Yeah, there, one second. But anytime you... This is a great example of how you can tell a movie's intellectually bankrupt is when these things happen and there's no repercussions. There's no ramifications. So just things will happen... And then, like, yep. then it's just, oh, that, that happened, and you move on. Like, there's no real, like, there's a, 
Matthew McConaughey's house burns down. There's oh, no, right. There's no, no arson investigation. Yeah. There's not even an explanation of how the dog would have survived. The dog, I mean, that was the other thing. Like, what did he do? The Open dog the dog has, at the door? The dog has ashes on. The dog was apparently burned. He has ashes on him. <laughs> I when didn't they, even know. When McConaughey finds him. Does he really? He has some black on him. I didn't see it. Yeah. So, like, he was, in theory, part of this house fire. Like... But there, once again, no explanation. They just do things to do things without explaining why or how. The other thing that bothered me was there was way too much attorney love. I mean, that's sort of a knock on Grisham, Grisham. in, in, I mean, in that, general. That's what you're get. But like, mm, I don't know. Uh, and then, but did okay? Did your cold did your cold cold heart warm up when Samuel L. Jackson's character embraces his daughter at the end? Yeah, this, all the Samuel L. Jackson stuff hit the right. Notes I mean, for me. come on, all right. Uh, the, I loved his family too. Um, yeah, like I, yep. I never really seen that mother before. It was a small role, yeah. but she hit. It was never too much. No, which it could have been another, a weaker actress. It would have been like way over emotional. I love the yeah, little, hysterical mom. The type little of girl thing, was no, good. She was great. Even in the church scene, which is supposed to be quiet and scared. She yep. hit all the right moves. I, I could have honestly I was watching this. I was getting kind of annoyed watching this. Yeah, and I'm like, man, this movie would have been really good from instead of having the white knight come in and save the day. Yeah, I want to see this movie from Samuel Jackson's perspective. Yeah. He was a much more captivating and interesting and brighter character than he had. Remember, he kind of manipulated the way to get money out of he them. He did, yeah. Like, he had some really interesting moves. And uh, even his reasonings why he wanted McConaughey as his lawyer. Right. Because you're like them. Exactly. Yeah, that was, so that was really good. he actually ha- was not intellectually bankrupt. He right. was explaining why and how he was doing the things he was doing. Yeah. Everyone else was just a, like a cliche. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to see this movie from his point of view. Maybe in 2020, it would have made that way. But in 1996, we still were on that thing of, oh, we need to have white people come save the day all the time. <laughs> right, right, right. And then it becomes about the, you know, Sandra Bullock and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And Oliver Platt was doing Oliver Platt, which is fine. Yeah. I, I reckon I didn't even remember his name, but I recognize yeah, him. Yeah. That's kind of what he does. He kind of plays like a boisterous, colorful character. He, he's like the comic relief or tries to be. Yeah. He's fine. He, he I, I, some people love him. I, I, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. He's fine. I'm with him. He's fine. The movie, um, Donald Sutherland, by the way, this is the worst Donald Sutherland performance I've ever oh, seen. Oh, Donald Sutherland. Donald was terrible. Yeah. And I love drunk. Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to see a good Donald Sutherland movie, and it's a movie we'll never get to because it came out before I was born. But if you're looking for a good movie, my recommendation this week is not this movie. It is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 version. It is terrifying. It's awesome. Really? It's so good. Jeff Goldblum's in it. Donald Sutherland. Jeff Goldblum. It is fantastic. Go check out Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I'm going to have to watch Snatchers. that. It's really good. Really? I, I swear. It's, it's, it is, and it, it might. Was that remade with uh, Keanu Reeves uh, later on? Was that I the one that was re- I, remade? I think that might have been the day the Earth stood still. Maybe? Oh yeah, yeah, that's this what is it is. I'm trying. To, yeah, okay. um, this was a remake from a 1950s movie. Okay, um, but this movie is completely terrifying. It um, it has a it has a pretty good cast. Yeah, um, and it is awesome. And it's um, it I wouldn't I don't say it's 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 a apocalyptic without it being like about a disease so you might still find it to be enjoyable <laughs> right if you still want to escape <laughs> but i check it out i think invasion box is really good okay that's a good recommendation the uh, last thing i wanted to say um is movie cost 40 million dollars made 152 million this is a huge hit office. this is a big hit yeah and it's instantly kind of forgotten about because i think once again it goes back to just not there's not a lot of brains behind it yeah and i think when those movies happen they will like have a kind of like i say with identity thief um, we just talked about recently, right? Like this is a movie that's not very intelligent. Comes out, has a bang, and then it's just forgotten about. It was just yeah. escapist. And this was a movie I was trying to get Oscar. You can tell, you can feel it. They're trying to get awards. How, it, wait, how do you know that that, that that's what they're doing? Because they're like the, the monologues and the way it's shot okay. and just the, the the even the is it more message hammer? Too? Yes, is that what I mean, they do? yeah, yeah it, and you can tell just from the plot too. They're trying to be like this is this. They're trying to remind you this is an important story about race. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, you have it's ninety percent. From the perspective of white people, that's true. <laughs> like you can't really, that's really, that is a good point. Not, now, if it's 50 50, that'd be interesting. To me. Right. Or even, you know, maybe completely from the, the black perspective, which we're getting now more and more. I guess, like a movie like Get Out, right? Which is another great movie. I'm sure everyone's seen that. Phenomenal, Phenomenal movie. movie. But that is showing a totally different, unique perspective on something that we really haven't seen before on film. Yeah. And I'm sure it's something that a lot of black people have felt, obviously. Um, but as a white person, I'm like, oh, fuck, I can see how they would, yeah. you know, it changes your your mind. No one's mind was changed watching. We all know the Klan's bad. That's we all true. know yeah, it's true. redneck racists are bad. <laughs> it's like, uh, all right, you know, should you shoot them? You know, I, I, should, is vigilante justice okay? I, I guess. I don't know. Like, what are we doing here? That was the uh, the weird thing about uh, Donald Sutherland's sort of drunk monologue to Matthew McConaughey is he says like, oh, justice would kind of be served either way. And in my head, I'm like, no, justice is not served either way. Like you don't. I mean, it's just not. 
But even him saying that completely takes the legs out of the movie. It does. So that's the case. Why the fuck are, yeah, we, then watching why are we doing this, this case? Right. What are we doing exactly. here? Just yeah. let, let me off the hook and shut this movie off. It should yeah. just ended there. Like credits. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Would have been a lot happier. That is, a, I, that is a complaint I have. The two and a half hours for this oh. film is too much. You Another, probably, you another could, Oscar, uh, you can tell they're going for like, this is an epic. Yeah. This is an important movie. They could have done the same thing in less than two hours. And actually, you probably would have, you probably would have seen less one-dimensional characters to make fun of. Oh, that was so was brutal. <laughs> that was the, this isn't the worst movie we've done. I would give this movie no. a C plus. I give it a B. I'm cool with this okay. movie. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's a little above average, I guess. I, I it was guess. emotional for me, though. That was the thing. Like, I, it really, it tugged my heartstrings. I, I have to give it some, I have to give it its due for that. I'm going to say Samuel Jackson saved this movie from being, and that whole entire, that whole family saved this from being a C minus to a C plus. He, that family bumped it up that much because without yeah. him, this movie's not. Yeah. You were just good. more critical of McConaughey than I am, but, uh, but yeah. Okay. You want to play a game? Oh yeah. I forgot. There's a game. Yeah. We have a game. Right. All right. So are you familiar with like the baseball hall of fame a little bit? Like, yeah. you know how they have plaques. Yep. And on every plaque is you have to pick your team. Some like, for instance, let's say, um, like Kurt Schilling. Let's yeah, say he, right. he makes a, if he makes the Hall of Fame. Oh, Phillies or Red Sox or, or Diamondbacks. Or Diamondbacks right. right. So he'll have to make that decision. He gets to. Make, I thought that the uh, commissioner made that decision. Uh, it's the, actually Hall of Fame. the Hall of Fame kind of makes do. it. Yeah. But if it's like so, Dave Winfield actually had a choice. He could. I think he could have been Padres or Yankees. I think they gave him the choice and he chose because it was such a toss up. Right. And he chose. Um, so the goal is wherever you had the better part of your career, you should have exactly don that hat or uniform. Right. Okay. So that's kind of not to get too into baseball because we're talking about movies. So, yeah. but, but the same kind of mentality applies. We can play that. I don't we play this game with Sandra Bullock. So um, the idea is this. You can have one movie be on our Hall of Fame plaque. Oh. What should it be? But yeah. we'll go through her career. Okay. And we can kind of talk about it. So we'll start at the beginning and we'll work our way through. Yeah. So um, we'll, I'm, I'm not going to go over every, she's in 60 movies. I'm not going to go over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll go through the Hit major the ones. ones. Yeah. And we can kind of decide where we are. Okay. So we'll start with Demolition Man. So as of right now, Demolition Man would be on our Hall of Fame plaque. Okay. Do you see how the game works? And then, oh, and then I say uh, basically either or. So you'll say the next one and I'll so say no. The next one is, is Speed. Okay, she's better in speed. Speed is more, right. Yeah. So it's, it's not only what she's better in, it's what... More impact? It's it's all encompassing. Almost like imagine... Um, so with Kurt Schilling, maybe he had his best moment with the Red Sox, with the, the oh, Bloody yeah, Sox. Oh, yeah, Sox, yeah. But he's probably, gonna, he's probably had his best Diamond years Max. with the Diamondbacks or Phillies, right? right? So you have kind of that argument. That's kind of the mentality of like... Okay. Um, maybe she... Maybe he's... Uh, so I include the the the... the how good the film is to include all of it. Include all of it. All right. I can you, do that. What, what, like what film is most, or what film is like Sandra? When you think Sandra yeah. Bullock, what yep. do you think of? Yep. 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 Um, okay. So we're both agreeing at speed, speed right now. Okay. While you were sleeping speed. Yeah. And then she did the net Both uh, the same year. She did those two movies the same year. Speed. Speed. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, in 96, she does a time to kill, which we speed. Yeah. And then speed two comes out the next year. Speed. Right. So here's the <laughs> speed deal. Speed two on a boat. Now right? the speed two. Yes. Cruise control. <laughs> right, now the speed two hurt her speed one. Not to Does me. that taint it? A not, to, you? not to me. I, I, I'll look at it as standalone. I can. Have I you can seen speed two? Actually, I just said that I didn't, but I think I did. It's with Robert Patrick. Is uh, Jason, the, Patrick. Jason Patrick. Jason yeah, Patrick. Be better with Robert Patrick. Fun. <laughs> Actually, I like Jason Patrick I in general. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I, I want to see the Robert Patrick version. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't hurt it to me. Speed. Speed. Okay. Still, yeah. Sometimes the sequels can taint the legacy. I saw that movie in the movie theater when it came out. I haven't seen it since. Um, in you're still with Speed then. I'm still with Speed. In '98, she does two big movies. She does Hope Floats and Practical Magic. Speed. Speed as well. Uh, in 99, she does forces of nature with Ben Affleck, which is an interesting movie. Um, that's a movie where, um, they're like on the road together and the, um, yeah, Ben Affleck's like kind of cheating or ends up like kind of cheating on his, but I know I've seen it, but I can't recall. I'd still say speed because of impact loss. I forget the kid's name. I think it's David Strickland was in that and he was in, um, he's a supporting role in that. And he was in that show, uh, Suddenly Susan with Brooke Shields. Oh shit. Nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he killed himself. Two Whoa. days, two days after the movie came out. Whoa. And it completely like, yeah. And it was like, it so was fucked up. He was, he had a drug addiction issues, mm. kills himself. And Brooke Shields hired the PI to go find him. Really? Yeah. So like, cause no one knew where he, he was. He was missing. So and she's Brooke like, Shields, thanks bro. was a, a cast member yeah. and she got the PI and they found him like a couple days later, but the movie, it was, I think uh. he killed himself like a day after the movie came out. So like it kind of destroyed the box office. So it, you know, kind of hurt that movie. Um, so then she does in 2000, she does 28 days, which, but then she does Miss Congeniality, which some people might say is on the hall of fame plaque. I would not. I'd still I would not. Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. She's too smart for films like that I to agree. me. 
So then she kind of, she doesn't do, she does a, a couple small things, but then she does, she does Crash in 2004. I barely remember her in Crash. I don't remember her in Crash. That movie's not good. That's one of the worst Best Picture winners. At the winners. time I liked it, but I haven't seen it since, so not I don't know. Movie. I don't know. Uh, then she does Miss Congeniality 2. Once armed, again. <laughs> armed and Fabulous. Uh, she does, she has some weaker ones. She does um, Infamous, which is a, the bad Truman Capote movie. Yeah, um, I don't remember that one. And then she does something called The Lake House, Premonition, S- The Proposal. But then she does The Blind Side. And we have to discuss this because that's oh, what she won the Oscar for. That's a great point. I forgot about Blindside. That is absolutely be- blind spot, Blindside over Speed to me. I'm Speed over Blindside. Are you really? Yeah, I would put Speed on her. Hall I of love Fame that Black. role and I love that movie. I do not like that role and I do not like that movie, but wow. I like that book. Oh, I love the book. I think they're, I think she's not that good in Blindside. I think she's good. Yeah, but, I think uh, she's the Oscar. It has to it has to play into this. Totally. So yeah. you're right now on the Blindside. Absolutely. I'm on the Speed. Okay. Uh, okay. So then we go into. Um, she does. She just has a small role in that extremely loud, incredibly close. And tells, oh, Didn't see nothing. that one. So then she does uh, the heat or sh- the heat with uh, McCarthy. Nope. So here's the other one for me, which is a tough one. Then she does the same year in 2013. She does gravity. That's the one for me. Real. No yeah. surprise. Science yeah. fiction. <laughs> well, not only that, she is phenomenal. She, She's whole film so is good. Basically that. about her. And she is phenomenal in that film. I love that. I love everything about that film, and she's phenomenal. I'm really torn. She completely owns that film. Owns it. And it's yeah. really good. So good. It's a really good movie. Um, I was, it was like Mad Max, and that, like the new, did you, did you like, uh, wrote, uh, I didn't, I didn't don't, like I don't, the it's not that I don't like it. I don't hate it. I, I'm, that I'm, film I'm, was a complete thrill ride the entire way. Same thing with it. Gravity, and she is phenomenal throughout. It's, it's totally entertaining. It's amazing footage, and she's phenomenal. I got sucked in with Gravity. I think she's, sucked in. she's really good in it. Um, the only, when I think Santa Bullock, though, I still do think Speed first. Like, I think of her on that bus driving, and she's so charismatic. She's and great, it's all yeah. all of the things that make Sandra Bullock like a Hall of Famer. Yeah, she's sort of girl next door. She's articulate and smart, and but she's pretty. She's pretty, and but she's not beautiful. A little you know bit I mean? goofy like, and, and yeah. on herself, yeah. She's yeah, yeah. really pretty, but she's not like overwhelmingly right. gorgeous. I, I should yeah. say she's not beautiful. She's beautiful, but she's, she's not like, beautiful. But she's not like a, you know, like a, yeah. a typical, like, uh, yeah, like Marla Robbie, who's like right. a stunner, you know, like right. she's like more like you girl know, next door, girl next door. Like it, right? And she's so charismatic and I so winning, but she's really good in gravity. I just there's nothing. Yeah, so she's, you're going that's gra- her best. So that's I'm the best thing she's speed, ever done. And then she did uh, Ocean's Eight, and then Bird Box a lot in 2018, which neither of those are. Bird Box Blue, by the way, good book though. I I didn't know it was adapted from. Yeah, book. I read the book first, and I uh, and then huh. I saw like ten minutes ago. I can't do this. Um, yeah, it was. So you're gonna put Gravity? Absolutely. I knew that going in. Really? But there were some. But I forgot about Blindside. Which is great, and I mean, of course, I didn't forget about Speed. speed that's that's speed. really an iconic role. I'm going to stick with Speed for me on, my, on the Hall of Fame plaque. Gravity just, is a close second, though. I, I I am torn on that one, though. Yeah, but they, yeah. So the fun thing for the Hall of Fame is we'll, we'll probably do that every once in a while. My theory in my weird mind is this: is that every year in my mind, one actor and one actress gets to go into this imaginary Hall of Fame. <laughs> and I think if he did it long enough, Sandra, Sandra Bullock wouldn't be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but she would probably she get, would in, definitely in, get in, in a couple years. So, yeah. um, so has she only won one Oscar? Only won one. It was for black. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's had a great career then. Great like, career. She's, she's done certainly a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm going to go with speed. And if you, so if you have any uh, other, um, opinions or you think Matt or I are wrong or right, uh, just let tweet us, us know. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, we're always right. No. No, uh, you're not. Um, but uh, yeah, that was fun, right? That was a great game. All right, all right. Yeah, I right. like reflecting because there's stuff that, you know, that you miss, you forget about. Um, so shall we move on to the song? Let's do it. So Tupac Shakur yeah. uh, has a song called All Eyes on Me. It's the third single from the last album he ever released before he died. So Tupac died at 20. You probably know this died 1996. The end of. Yeah. Not long after this week, he died right. in September. Right. He was shot yeah, and killed beginning of my senior year. Yeah. Right. Um, as a 25 year old, uh, he had been shot actually the, uh, two years before he was shot five times yeah, and survived crazy. was in a wheelchair, <laughs> um, and a court case. He was, he was violent. He was imprisoned. We'll talk about that in a second, but five times and survived. And then he was shot four times in September of 96 in this Vegas, year, right? Was it in Vegas? In Vegas. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and died. Yeah. A few days later, died like six days later, mm. um, survived in the hospital a little bit, but internal bleeding. I'm sure he, what you get his shot five times, Jesus. even as a young guy, yeah. you're going to have a, like even two years later, there's going to be stuff wrong in there. And then to get shot four more times. Mm. I mean, he lived a violent life. It's, 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 it's tough, but let's talk about the song first. Okay. So this song won a Grammy. No, no, no. Sorry. It was nominated for a Grammy for best rap, rap performance. Hmm. Which I wonder if that had to do with sort of a legacy, this kind of a legacy move. Mm. Um, the song is, it's okay. 
It's an okay song, but it's very repetitive. The lyrics aren't that innovative. It's your, sort of your typical, if you know Tupac, he wasn't a big influence for me, and I wasn't big into Tupac at the time, but you, but I knew him, and he was part of the kind of the death row thing, Biggie for a while until they sort of split and got right. angry. But it was West Coast, East, East Coast, Coast right. sort of gangster rap thing that was happening. And he was part of that West Coast um, gangster rap thing. So they're all kind of talking about the same. If you listen to him or you listen to Snoop or you listen to Dr. Dre or they're kind of similar in what they're talking about, which is a lot of women objectifying women, a lot of, I want money or I have money, a lot of violence. No, but that's what I mean. mean, But thematically, of course, that's not a lot. That doesn't have a lot of hold a lot of interest for me because of my upbringing. Sure, you're right. I lived in New Hampshire. Right. I mean, that stuff didn't... So because of that, I wasn't really paying atten- too much attention to this music at the time. See, I, I have a little different take on that from growing up in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I... Tupac is one of the... Is maybe... I think every decade, you have an artist that you don't hate, you don't like. You, it just kind of passes you by. Pass me by. And you don't really have any connection to that person. Right. And for me, that artist in the 90s is Tupac. I just never really... Um, and I don't know if this is New Hampshire. I mean, I listened to rap. I listened to a lot of, I was more on the East Coast side. So I, I really liked Puff Daddy. Yep. I really liked Biggie. Um, obviously, I'm a, I'm a huge, 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 huge Beastie East. Boys yeah, fan, right. which is a wholly different kind of rap. But yeah, like, yeah. But like uh, for like, but Biggie and, uh, and that whole kind of East Coast, I like that a lot. Right. I, 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 and I was really kind of drawn to that. Right. I'm not, I was never a big Snoop fan. I was never nope. a big Tupac fan. Um, I, I like, I'm not even a huge, really Dre fan. Like that just wasn't my cup of tea. And I just, even you can hear like how the rap is different. Like this is much more like slow jams. Yeah. And yep. I'm not, that's not, I like very not, intense. Like right. I'm a Beastie Me Boys too. fan. Like a lot like more like, aggressive, frantic and, faster, aggressive. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it never really like, but like listening to this song, you know, driving in and I you know, and it was a couple of times at home. Cause honestly, I don't think I've ever even heard this song before. I didn't remember it at all. And, it and just, it's, this was number one it, this week and it, it's crazy. It was, it was number one for a while. It was fine. Like yeah. I don't, I don't, I have nothing again, but, it, but no. I know my, and uh, our friend red. Yeah. Red. Um, red is, <laughs> I know since the show, he's a huge, and some people are, they're huge Tupac fans. And I, I mean, they probably like Tupac. Like I would have liked, so I kind of get that. And I, I have no animosity toward Tupac. No, I don't think this was a bad song. It's not a bad song. But That's the like, thing. But it didn't get my poll. I wasn't, I was just like, eh, all right. No. What I'm, what I, I guess that what I was trying to say is that I, I, it passed me by too because it wasn't provocative enough in a way that I would have found interesting during the time. So I really overlooked Tupac. Uh, but this, and so this song is, to me, it's more background music. The, okay, totally. So if you listen, okay, so the sample of the song, uh, part of it is actually from a Quincy Jones song called Body Heat. And at the end of his life, Tupac was actually dating one of Quincy's daughters. Was it, was it Rashida? Was it wasn't it? Rashida. Okay. It was, I can't remember the, um, the woman who's, she's like a fashion designer. She works okay. for Disney now. I can't remember her name, but there was connect. I mean, of course, Quincy Jones is hugely iconic part of so many oh, huge yeah. albums and all that stuff. So he would have known and sampled him anyway, but still is a neat little connection, but it's that it's the sample uh, the, the, it's basically the bass sample that gets turned into this keyboard, like the thing that happens all through this song. Um, so the song is the construction of the song is a drum beat with that sample and some, uh, Tupac's voices, vocals, and then, uh, a, um, another, uh, duo who was semi-famous at the time. They sang kind of the background vo- vocals. Was it, was it Casey? Uh, it was, it? Yeah, it was Casey and, uh, was Casey and Jojo. Weren't Casey they and Jojo. Yeah, they were from a trying, I'm trying to remember which. I'll have to I'll have to tweet it out later or something. But they were part of kind of a B level yeah, R and B group I, at the time. I, I, I remember them. I think more than I, I had, they they were on like the or state not radio, but they were in my life more than Tupac was. Yeah, even when like I would go to clubs in like the late nineties. And Cubs weren't really playing Tupac songs. I know he had died a couple years earlier. Right. Well, it's too slow. It's not really but dance not, music. That's what I mean. Like it never yeah. really like hit like and I'm, like and that's the West Coast sound. That's what that's what happened. It was the Jim in ninety four five was oh, right. the station in yeah. Boston. Yeah. That was like the closest thing to play like hip hop. You know where we were. I don't really remember them playing as much. I mean, I'm sure they. I obviously played Tupac. I'm not saying they didn't, but I feel like they played Biggie and and like Puff Daddy a lot more. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting is this. Al- so the album that it comes from is called All Eyes on Me. It was his last one. And this is the third single from that album. And it only sold like 2 million copies. I mean, it went platinum, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like you. a lot of these number one hits that they said it was number one. Macarena was number one, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, it did hit number one, but this was number three of this week. You're okay. right. You're totally right. All right. Uh, but this, yeah, this, this album only sold like 2 million copies. It wasn't as huge as a lot of the other songs and albums that we're talking about, like Macarena in one year sold 11 million copies. Right. It was just crazy. Um, 
but yeah, it was just sort of one of those. I don't know. It 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 it, it didn't have that impressive of a of a run. Do we think that like if we grew up in California, like we would have a totally different experience? People, yeah. people might be like, I don't really get the whole Biggie thing. I'm more into like Tupac and Snoop. Yeah, and it's like. Oh, okay. Like, I wonder if it really does matter what coast you live on. Well, I don't know. Cause even Biggie, I'm not really, he's not a, I'm not a big fan of him. I don't, it's not like it's bad. It's just that it's See, I like him a lot. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's repetitive. Slow. A lot, but I like, I, I liked him. I, I had like, I had a Biggie tape in my car. Did you? I had like, a, I, I had, um, you know, a, the Puff Daddy tape in my car, especially after he died too. that. They had that huge album. Puff Daddy and the family had that huge oh, album. Right. Right, um, that right, was right. like that tape. I wore that tape out. No, it was for me. It's uh, it Jurassic. So Jurassic five is a little bit later and they're West coast. They are my favorite all time. Okay. They, they, uh, they probably formed right around this time, but early two thousands is when, um, their biggest two albums came out. Love Jurassic five. Then it's black. Alicious, same time there. He's they're from Oakland. They're West coast, okay. but it's different. Yeah. Um, outcast beastie boys, Eminem, probably and now like Kendrick Lamar, who's, who's Kendrick more Lamar's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. But that's kind of, that was my style. And all of them are more aggressive. All of them are more positive too. Like I, the death row part. I, I didn't really, I don't, it's not mm. what I, I mean, public enemy. I can, I can dig, but they're more aggressive anti-establishment too, but it's just a different, it's a different vibe. I think I wanted a more positive vibe through most, for most of the rap that I listened to. I think I need my, my rap to be like, kind of like Beastie Boys is by far my favorite. Beastie Boys. Might I do be like Beastie Boys. They're my favorite band ever. Really? Yeah. Ever. Um, hmm. They probably are. Yeah. Um, and I like that frantic energy. Yeah. Uh, obviously people can probably tell. And there's a, there, uh, I who's the DJ for, I can't remember for the Beastie Boys, but they he, had a few, but Mix Master Mike Mix Master Mike. Yeah. So good. Like oh, yeah, he just, great. a lot of different drops and samples yeah. and beats are changing. It's, it's, it's the West Coast stuff and Tupac. It's just the same thing throughout the entire song. It's, it's more. It, it's, gets, it is more melodic, I think. Right? Is it the right word for it? Like, it's more like a. Um, maybe it's not the right word. You're the music guy, but like, mm-hmm. I feel it's more like a. Um, like a like a, a, a like a flow of it. Like a more like I know, the West Coast. Harmony. Yeah, it's more like oh yeah, chill. Like it's more like yeah. one for the beast. Like Paul's boutique. It's like all over the place. All over the place. But I love that. Yeah. It's, like, it's exciting to me. And you think too, like, I you know I've been out West a few times uh, for work, whatever. And people there are more relaxed and people there are more chill and people, especially in New York or whatever in Boston were so intense. Yeah. It, I wonder if that drives some of the music Probably. that we kind of enjoy too, or the rap we enjoy. Yeah. I mean, you can, de- if I were smoking weed and, and hanging out late at night with my buds, I might have this fucking on and it would, it wouldn't, it wouldn't inspire me. It wouldn't do it. It wouldn't get in the way at all, but it would be kind of fun, chill music to listen to that's kind of how i that's picture how it I, me too right. i'm like oh this is kind of like but this song like macarena like annoys me smooth annoys, annoys me, me. great on me yeah this didn't grate on me at all no this not just, at all it's not a bad song it's just it's not it's, it's not innovative would, it's not like but forget it's there yeah, by, by exactly. the end i'm like oh yeah oh, the song's over oh okay right. you know it's, it just didn't it didn't really move me but i i but i think it might just be that to me is almost like uh it's difficult to uh critique this in a way because I think it's so emblematic of where you grew up and just yeah, what, what particular style you like. Yeah. Like, cause this, this isn't like Macarena smooth with the songs bad. This no, is, it's not bad at all. This is just, it's just kind not of my taste. Yeah. Right. Uh, I thought I would just spend just a few minutes talking about Tupac him, like the dude. Um, did you remember that he was, he was uh, part of digital underground? You remember we talked about, uh, the, uh, Humpty dance. Digital yeah, underground. yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in that. He yeah he was in the, their second major single which was called same song do you remember it? all around the world same song it's just the same old song it was from a ridiculous movie okay um it's from nothing but trouble do you remember that movie with Dang Dan it. Aykroyd oh. Demi Moore Dan oh, Aykroyd oh Chevy, nothing but trouble Chevy Chase yeah that Dan movie, Aykroyd developed uh, that was the only movie Dan Aykroyd ever directed yeah he directed it the only one he's ever directed it, that is a crazy that, ridiculous it's so movie hard. and John Candy's in that John Candy it, it yeah got, it, it has a great cast. Tanked. That is an historically bad movie. That is that is one of the worst yeah, they movies spent, ever. They spent forty million and like made eight million. And, and it was, but it's a complete disaster. Complete they wanted disaster. to change the name a bunch of times. It was Dan Aykroyd was never allowed to direct again. It was they gave yeah. the, they gave the car keys to a lunatic and he completely drove the car <laughs> off the fucking road. It was a bizarre. Do you want to see an impressively bad movie? Nothing but tro- so that movie that song's in that movie. Yeah, uh, and that's probably the best part of the movie is digital. I think they even cameo in it. So uh, Tupac does the last verse of that song. Uh, they kick it oh. over to him and he does it. He does a like really? the last verse of it. Yeah. It's really funny to see that was kind of his, he was doing stuff before him, but that was kind of the kick for him into mainstream appeal. Chevy chase. in that movie is so angry the entire time. He is so <laughs> fucking. Miserable. I just remember Demi and yeah, I don't, I don't in that remember. movie. That movie is phenomenally bad. It's a really bad one. So that, I thought that was interesting. Also, um, I, to me, so Tupac is kind of seen as a revolutionary 
Yeah. Uh, he has, you know, his family was uh, had like Black Panther roots, um, very anti-establishment. I would have felt, I think another reason why I didn't like Tupac at the time is because I really equated him with thuggery as opposed to if I, if you were just anti-establishment, but more peaceful, I think I would have been way more drawn to him, but that's just not the way he lived. He served prison time nine months for um, a sexual assault. Uh, he s- served other, pr- um, other prison time for, for more assault. And then, you know, just with shooting again, the shootings yeah. and all that shit. And it, it was tough for him to, it's tough for me to think of him as like a compelling revolutionary, important character when he's got all that violence with him. Yeah, no, I don't believe I, you wonder if something like that. So let's say someone like that was coming up in 2020, like, you know, like with the only yeah. two stuff, like how would that right? Or were you still alive? How would that be with people? Cause I feel like I the rap think... and a lot of music has kind of escaped the me too. Magnifying glass it a little has, bit. Yeah. So I wonder if that would have, cause uh, I don't think new, new artists are doing the same thing. I don't think they're doing that same gangster. It doesn't feel like anymore. that's the culture anymore. I mean, I'm not into it. I, it would be interesting if someone could point me to music that was still being made like that. Uh, I'm but, sure but it I, is. Maybe, of maybe, it is. But there's I, always a market for things like that, but yeah. I don't feel it's as popular as it was, but then again, I'm also 40. I'm not, not you know, right. Not, yeah. We don't, we're not necessarily maybe if I was 18, involved with it. It would be more, yeah. be more obvious or more clear. Uh, but he did sell 70 million, 75 million albums. Um, mm. or his albums. So, I mean, since he's been dead, I'm sure, you know, they're still right. selling and all that stuff, but still that's a, that is a it's pretty a ruckus career considering he's, he was only 25 right. when he died. I mean, yeah. that's, it's more he, impact he than also, Cobain He's also something. an actor. Right. He was in, uh, uh poetic justice. Poetic justice. Santa. Yeah. And, and he does have a presence on screen. Yeah, he does. He really does. He's, he's, he's good. Yeah. Um, I think he might've had like a potential career. He would have had a really good career. I, I think, think so. If he could have sort of stayed away Got from the together yep. and, um, and I don't know how he would have rectified the sexual assault stuff. I don't know if that would just would have been like forgotten about or yeah, not, maybe. but, um, like Kobe kind of maybe. Yeah. Or, uh, like Mark Wahlberg. Had, oh, right. Had kind of a, it was more not sexual, but it was a, yeah, he's, a lot of he's, violence. Yeah. He says violence in his past too. And everyone kind of just forgets about it. Yeah. So that's it with, uh, Tupac and the song. Should we get to, uh, do you want to, Talk about a little yeah. bit what you were doing at the time. So, yeah. So uh, this time um, I was, uh, this was the summer before my senior year. Uh, and I was working at McDonald's, the McDonald's in Newington, New Hampshire. And hmm. uh, McDonald's was going through kind of a weird time uh, during this year. This was the year they created the, uh, my favorite thing is the Arch Deluxe. I don't remember that. The Arch Deluxe was uh, the, uh, the hamburger for the grown up taste. That's how they marketed it. What? And there's uh, there's actually, I have an Arch Deluxe. I'm, I think it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I have an Arch Deluxe um, uh, like piece in my house. Like I'll, a, I'll take a picture. We'll put it on Instagram. Is it like a, like a, a frame or something? Or, okay. Uh, it's okay. a frame thing they had on a menu board. Yeah. Uh, my buddy and I got a frame and it's, it's hanging in my house right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Arch Deluxe, the idea was this. I think that baby boomers were getting older. They wanted to still bring in that audience. And, uh, so they basically marketed an entire ad campaign around uh, a hamburger uh, that fact that McDonald's could be for adults. So okay. they had like really sophisticated ad campaign. McDonald's at that time spent more money on this than anything else. They had like, I think it was four burgers. You had a fish burger, a chicken burger, the arch deluxe, which was the, the how do I not remember this? I don't know. Maybe because it wasn't targeted to us, I guess, it but was, I would have watched TV at the time. Dude, it was everywhere. It was a huge deal. Yeah. And, um, maybe when I see that piece, it'll, it'll bring it, it might. back to me. Um, and you, you can go on YouTube if you want, if you're bored, maybe I'll have, uh, I'll have Matt tweet out some like uh, Arch Deluxe commercials because yeah. they're fucking hysterical. Um, but yeah, so Arch Deluxe and it, so no surprise. I'm sure we could all imagine what happened. It tanked. It was, of a, course. It was a terrible. It yeah. had Arch Deluxe sauce, which was disgusting. Oh. And it had a special bread that they said adults would like more than kids. <laughs> 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 and it, it didn't, the bread was sucked. <laughs> So it was that bad. Off. I've been laughing about this for like for 22 years, 24 years of my life. It never doesn't make me laugh. Um, but the Arch Deluxe was terrible. And it was, so what happened was, Dude, were you asked to push it too? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh, that's what happens. Yeah. Suggestive sell the Arch try, Deluxe. Uh, Would you like an Arch Deluxe? Deluxe? Um, so the hamburger, so the, the whole line that had four sandwiches, they all failed miserably. Yeah. So they ended up getting rid of three and tried to focus on just the Arch Deluxe, the actual like hamburger. Yep. It was on, I think it was on a quarter pound of beef. So it was the same patty as the quarter pounder, yep. but it had a special sauce. It had special uh, Arch Deluxe onions. They said adults what? would like better than the onions. What made them different? I think they were like, I don't know. I don't know. They were like sauteed or something. I, they might have been. Or red I onions. Or were they, they were not. No, no, okay, no. Just they, the same. they were still like white-ish onions. Yeah. The same kind of onions you see on a quarter pounder, but they yeah. were a little bit different. They may have been a sauteed in a sauce. Something like that. I forget. Yeah. Um, but definitely had its own sauce. Like how the sauce works is it comes in like a can 
um, maybe the size of like, I don't know, like two soda cans, if you will. Yep. And you put it into like a, a metal thing and you pull a trigger and it shoots like the a correct amount of sauce. Kind of like a cock gun? Yes, exactly. Very yeah. similar. Yeah. Um, that's a good description. So everyone, so you have Big Mac sauce, you have, but then you also have, we had Arch Deluxe sauce. <laughs> <laughs> but like the Arch Deluxe by the end, it, they think they discontinued around 98, 99. Uh, it, it was so really, you'd have the same Arch Deluxe cock thing in there yeah uh for like days oh yeah because sure. no one was ever ordering the arch deluxe it was, so would it get dry and like oh dude get so crusty on the ends yeah. of it oh it's so gross and no one you know i'll be honest with you no one, no one cleaned it no uh but yeah dude it was uh but i worked at mcdonald's it, it was interesting to see like what how it works so like the eggs and the egg mcmuffin those are real eggs are they really or do they, they like were, microwave them you crack it no, into you a crack thing? it and you cook it on the thing that was on real. a griddle on, like, on the grill. So the grill that is, is set up for breakfast. The same grill you do the hamburgers on is set up for breakfast in the morning. Do they do it in a form or something? Yeah. Okay, it's, um, yeah, yeah. it's uh, a metal piece and it has six little circles on it. Oh, all right. The size of like an egg McMuffin. I'm surprised. But it was real eggs. It always surprised me. Yeah. But then other things were like completely frozen, like the hash browns, completely frozen. You, you throw them into a fryer. Same with the fries, obviously. Yeah. The burgers, you would, they would come frozen in like a giant box. Yeah. Uh, both the hamburgers, like the little patties and yeah, the quarter yeah, yeah. pounders, and you, you know, you break them up and you put them there. But uh, the Arch Deluxe, though, that was so 1996 to me. Whenever I think of 96 <laughs> and like what I was doing for work, because it was everywhere. Like it was all over the store. They tried so hard to push this and it just it was a complete and utter disaster. <laughs> That's my experience at uh, McDonald's in 1996. I'm sure if we do this long enough, I'll have other McDonald's stories. But um, yeah, that was that was. Wait, my, did you start at McDonald's? This year. Oh, in 96. Right? Uh, yeah. So it was just your, basically going into your senior year of, of high school. I think school. I started like the, uh, yeah. So, so I think I started spring of my junior year. Okay. So it would have been, yeah, I would have been working there at this time, like, I don't know, three or four months. I sort of, I didn't do McDonald's, didn't do Dunkin' Donuts. I did, I, we talked about this on the show before, but I did Chuck E. Cheese uh, for like a good six month stretch, and that was it. And the one in Newington. I did KFC, and I have a, never did KFC. I have some disturbing stories there. Not today. We'll no, do not it. today. That's, yep. that's not, <laughs> that'll be a, a, a sad story for some. All right. So should we do uh, headlines? Yes. Then? Um, so August 6th was the start of the uh, para, uh, Paralympic torch relay. I don't yeah. know if you know that do this, but they do a, a thousand miles over 10 days, bringing the torch from, you know, one spot to uh, the Olympic location, which was Atlanta this year. And this is because on August 4th, I know the Olympics ended. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we just, oh no, it, it, uh, it was, a, it, it was the, Sunday, right? Yeah. So we, yeah. Um, second thing is Korean air crash killed 228 people. Oh, and I remember this because who's the guy who wrote, uh, oh, I can't remember the book. It doesn't matter. There's a book about if you do something a thousand or 10,000 times, 10,000 hours of, of doing it, then you get it's good. Gladwell, at it. right? It's Gladwell, right? Yeah. So Gladwell talks about this in the book, oh. how this is a formative oh. um, air crash. Okay. And one of the issues that they found was the, uh, before this crash crews were not taught to try to be pushy with the with the um with the captain that the captain what the captain said is what went so you could you could like give them information but you couldn't push back hard and this is a scenario where so the flight crew knew that there was an issue with um with a locator on the ground it, it wasn't functioning properly okay. so they were at the wrong elevation and they crashed into crashed to a hill but they didn't protest enough uh, uh. They went with the, with the uh, captain and the captain crashed so that changed how flight crews were taught after this to then, you know, to be way more aggressive when they knew something was wrong. Um, that's, that's, that's so what a couple, I remember. So 96 also a different week, but um, that was that same summer was when the, uh, that flight exploded in above Long Island. Oh yeah. It mysteriously just exploded. And there's all these conspiracies that it was a rocket or all right. this stuff or who knows what happened. But um, that was the summer of 96 as well. So there's a few air crashes and value jet crashed a, like a couple years later. Right. Was a lot, the, the late nineties was this weird time. There it was. Lot, especially you think there's like no air crashes anymore. Now they know they really figured aren't it out. Yeah. But in the late nineties, there were a few odd ones. Yep. Um, Oh, Boris Yeltsin, we talked about him yes. before, sworn in to his second term. I saw did that. Did you see that when I you were did, researching? I did, and it looked like he was, I guess people were worried he was drunk when he was being sworn <laughs> in. They're like, he looked a little unsteady on his feet. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we talked about it before, but he was the first president of Russia after the fall of the Soviet Union, and he served for, I think it was two five-year terms until something like 99 or mm. something. It was like 91 to you don't remember we Our very first episode was when uh, Putin took over. That's right. That's what it was, and we talked about January Yeltsin being 1st, the January 1st, 2000, something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so right. The end of 99 yeah. is, uh, was what it was. Uh, the other thing was that I found was the Smithsonian Institute celebrated its 150 years as an institution. 
Mm. Uh, you know, have you ever seen that? Have you been to Washington? I've been to Washington. The, the weather was really nice, so we tried to hit all the outdoor stuff, and right. we just didn't have time to go into the. Everybody says air and space is amazing, which it is. Sure, because yeah. you, you know, if you see, like, yeah, actually, like Skylab hanging from the ceiling in air and space, it's pretty impressive. See, I'd be right? more excited to see like Archie Bunker's chair. Where do they have that? It's in Estonian. Do they really? Yeah, I didn't go. I went to that one, and I went to air and space, and I went to um the. Mm, like the cult, whatever the cultural one or historical one was. I, I don't, it, what, is there like a TV, uh, pop culture one? Never I don't been know. in. I only know that it's there. Uh, Aretha Franklin, Mickey Hart of the monkeys and Trisha Yearwood Mickey Hart performed. The no, no, yeah, no, performed. Mickey Dolan's is in the monkeys. Oh, who's no, I thought Mickey Hart was, I thought Hart, no, Mickey oh, Dolan's is a Hart. monkey. Mickey Dolan's, Peter Tork, Mike Hart? Nesmith and Davy Jones are your monkeys. Fucking Davy Jones. That? He's got all four monkeys. I've got a Davy Jones story, but that we won't do that today. Who's your either. favorite monkey? I hate the fucking monkeys. Oh no. I like the monkeys. Yeah. Uh, Mike Nesmith by a mile. I oh, love no, Mike Nesmith. He's the best one. He's, he's the, the one that can monkey. actually play and he, write. But he's yeah. so, but he's so good in the show. He's like completely, he's so nah, funny. I was never into the monkeys. Why? I just, I, that's dumb. It's not dumb. They fucking sucked. They're Why not they really, suck? they don't actually play. Davy Jones sucks. Dude. Okay. There's a movie called that thing you do. Tom Hanks. Right? It's a really good movie. I love that movie. Okay. They didn't play the instruments then either. No, I'm not. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, the drummers. They could play. Yeah, of course they played. They played all the songs. All right. Well, think of a movie. There's musical movies where the guys didn't yeah, play. Yeah, but they presented the monkeys as an actual band, like going on tour and shit. They had to learn their instrument. They couldn't even, they couldn't even handle that. They couldn't fucking hack it. That bo- they're doing it's a performance. How about the show alone? Just the show. I don't give a shit about the show. Did you ever watch the show? I did. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah, of as a kid. It was on Nick at yeah. Night when we were kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this little, when I'm at swim class and I'm five years old. And this little five-year-old girl comes up to me and introduces herself and says, can we be friends and shakes my hand? And I'm like, okay, sure. And she's like, do you like the monkeys? I'm like, yeah, they're okay. And she's like, well, who's your favorite monkey? I was like, I don't know. I was like, who's yours? She said, Davy Jones. Yeah. She's like, you see this book right here? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what's this book about? Or she said, do you know what this book is about? I'm like, I don't know. She says, Davy Jones. And she fucking goes on and talks to me for a half an hour about fucking Davy Jones. Since then, the monkeys can, the monkeys can go fuck themselves. That is the worst story. So you just heard the worst story you've ever told on Quantum Week. I'm just telling you that what my problem worst. is with the fucking monkeys. This is monkeys. worse it's than little... your uh, <laughs> in the block knowing the band manager's like, niece or something. This is this is a worst story. Yeah, well, I'm not a trained storyteller like we'll have you to, are. We'll have to tweet that out. That you've now fucking, I want to find yourself. this little girl and tell her to go fuck herself. She Why? killed the monkeys she for me. A, she a, killed the monkeys for me. Because she liked the monkeys? I don't want to talk to this check about this and then the last thing was um <laughs> they, the scientists <laughs> why would you hate someone who likes me for half like what is that what is the because the monkeys are because the, the bad thing to like they're not, not that good. bad for a five-year-old not like. good. Way no. worse things. they're not that good i knew as a five-year-old they weren't that good okay so the last thing is scientists uh who are studying a meteorite that they thought hit the earth thirty thousand years before it was discovered in the late 70s actually they thought that it contained it was a martian meteorite they thought it contained life in 19 this week they in thought it contained they life? did yeah, yeah well because since then it's been proven that, that oh, i see what okay. their findings weren't good but in 2019 they're looking at this meteorite again uh oh. found out that it's actually it hit the earth 137 million years ago not 30,000 years ago oh, wow. and they found more evidence that potentially there is life and they're still looking at this meteorite there did, might there be a life, life there. Uh, did they find life on mars what, no what? they didn't they found water but uh they no life, life yet not who yet. cares though there's no real life what you? no it's just like microscope because well it is interesting our time with this because it is interesting. It's if, not. If, no, if there's... <laughs> not to, it's not to like you. the opposite, actually. Not to you, because... You, no, because <laughs> not to anyone, because it's stupid. It's not stupid. No, to think that there is life elsewhere. I mean, there is life somewhere else in the right, universe. Right, of course there is, right. but I, but we should so find it. So finding some organism, though, of like some cell or something, where the fuck they're going to find? Like, who, like, who, well, because that's how life started here, too, is a, a single cellular if, organism. Like, what does it matter? It doesn't... Like, I don't understand how... Because like, it proves that life exists elsewhere in the universe. We think there does, but uh, there is, but we should prove it. We should prove it. Someday we're going to have to meet life no, outside of this. No, we won't have to meet life. Maybe I'm going to live at least another four or five hundred years. So right, that's, that's, I might. You're really, you're really bringing the dumb today. You're just <laughs> throwing it like 90 miles an hour. You're like, all right, you here we go. Watch. But so, so no, you, do you think we'll have aliens in our life? We're going to see aliens in our life. I don't think so, no. So what does no. it matter? I mean, we might. But I don't think so. Be cool if they found like a slug or something up there. Like a, like a, you just what? What's the difference between a, a slug and like a can, single cellular a slug organism? Is like alive. It's kind of fun. It has a face. You, you can, can name it. it. Has a face. <laughs> has like little maybe antenna ears. I, or some I, shit. I think uh, I do believe that there are aliens out of there. Of course, there know? has to be it's sentient fine. life. Contact elsewhere. is good. So go back. Go watch Contact. Oh, good way and to then, wrap uh, this fucking up. Follow us on oh Instagram and on uh, Twitter. Twitter. And then uh, next week we're going to be tackling 1984. We believe. Yes, we believe. Would be doing that's the plan. That's the plan. Right there now. might be an emergency date. If it is we'll 1984, I'm going to tell you what the movies are right now. All right. Karate Kid, 
Purple Rain and Terminator Part One. Not necessarily in that order, but watch those movies because if you know it might get pushed back. But either way, watch them anyway. Yeah, watch them anyway because they're we worth might be. 1984. If not, we'll have a backup. Yeah, we'll if, let you if know. it is a backup, we'll let you know that as soon as we can. Okay, anything else? Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. All right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.